Welcome to, or welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. I'm Danny Phillips, the diet doc of Shreveport Bossier, certified personal trainer and fitness nutrition specialist, nationally qualified NPC bikini bodybuilder, social media content creator, and lifestyle entrepreneur. I am here to bring you that empowering nudge you've been searching for to take your next leap of strength in your fitness and health journey. My goal is to give you the tools to success along your journey so that when you have a question or an idea, you know where to go and you no longer feel helpless or overwhelmed with where or how to start. Let's dive in to today's topic. Welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. I'm super stoked, super stoked, super excited and stoked at the same time <laughs> to have my first guest on this podcast. Today I'm here with Dr. Karen Pendleton, and she, oh, I'm so excited. We just finished up a video and we're talking today about the 10 tenets of health. She is an ophthalmologist by uh, trade and she's branched out into just the entire healthy lifestyle, focusing on mental health, spiritual health, financial health, physical health, all the health. <laughs> and she was graciously um, said that she would talk to me more in depth about her 10 tenets of health today. So she's going to dive into those and um, hopefully give you all some really good insight on what things you can hopefully apply to your life to um, be more empowered and take those next steps into, um, into a better, happier, healthier life. So Dr. Karen, welcome. Thank you for allowing me to be here today. I'm excited to talk to you. Well, I'm so happy to be here as well. You know, Danny, um, I just applaud you on constructing this kind of uh, platform so that um, as, a, as a group, you, myself, and some other folks that you know that are part of our tribe of uh, empowering folks with good information, what we would say in medicine, evidence-based uh, information that's, you know, ha has its credibility built into what that um, valued uh, source could be. And so with that being said, yes, I am an ophthalmologist. I do wear <laughs> two hats as an ophthalmologist. Uh, I did my uh, training um, further in cornea and refractive surgery just when Lasix and, and the eczema laser were coming into being back in the uh, early 90s. But my partner, Dr. Jack Ward and I, we developed this practice called Paradox. There's a meaning, and he gets all the credit for that because it means two doctors who are practicing medicine a little paradoxically because we do sit down and listen to our patients for longer than 15, 20 minutes, maybe an hour or so, and we look at the patients from a standpoint of a comprehensive approach to their wellness instead of just, you know, being myopic, meaning, you know, like laser focus yes. on one. Well, one myopic time. meaning, you know, just very very up close and uh, not looking at the full picture of the patient, but I understood what you were saying. So we developed this practice um, back in 1999 and practice um, really was focused on 
at that time, and it's coming full circle again, it's called anti-aging medicine, but we consider it to be more lifestyle or functional medicine. And with that being said, um, we take into account these 10 pearls that we educate ourselves on, our patients, our family, our friends, and even our tribe members like Danny and a few others that uh, I hope that one day soon we'll all get a chance to meet and <laughs> have this kind of uh, opportunity, I should say, to, to you know, let, let you all know more about what we're doing in, in our region of the U.S. But yes, to the 10 tenets, um, you know, we can list them and then I'll, um, I'll go back with Danny and we can speak about, you know, some nuances that fall within the, um, the definition of each one, but um, I, I love that. Yeah, listing yeah. them out will give everybody a really good idea of kind mm -hmm. of what we're going to go through. I think that's perfect. So, um, and I, I think because I, I have the ability to uh, use some of my uh, content that I've written, I can keep them in, in the order that, that we find them to be as it relates to importance. But for you, it may be that the order, you know, doesn't define what's important to you, but let's just list them. So we've got Tenant number one, which is purpose. The next tenant would be spirituality. A third tenant would be brain health. The fourth would be healthy relationships, be they personal or professional or both. Then there's number five, stress and stress management. Number six would be sleep fitness. We're on, the down, we're on the next one, which would be number seven, which would be gut and nutritional health. Sorry about the phone. We're in, in the office, and I guess someone's <laughs> calling in to, to uh, find out more about our practice. Yes. So <laughs> to reiterate, number seven would be gut and nutritional health. Number eight would be body movement. Number nine would be hormone health. And number 10 would be financial health. So those are the 10 tenets of healthy lifestyles and financial health. Um, so I have found that in, in doing the content research and putting together our online training program and uh, teaching module, that each one of these tenets um, just really dovetails or just integrates with one another. So they're not like separate islands. They're just part of the big landmass of, of knowledge that's necessary to allow someone to find that path to move further on that path. I agree. What's, what are those, is it a Venn diagram where the, the circles are all kind of interconnecting and intertwined? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is 10 circles that are overlapped over each other. I mean, because they do every, even when we just talked about it, each one, I'm like, oh, and that relates to sleep and that yeah. relates to stress. And mm -hmm. <laughs> this relates to, you know, hormones and this relates to uh, stress. Yeah. Everything so, comes back to stress. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, you know, in the, in the past, I'd say five or seven years, there's been a real emphasis that I've seen across all um, avenues as it relates to health and wellness and just business. And that is everybody must understand their purpose or define their why. Um, the why just kind of allows one to really understand, well, why are we here on earth? You know, uh, why in certain languages would be like in Japanese, you're a kaijai or in French, you're raison d'etre. But having some focus, some direction, some understanding of your purpose allows for adopting, uh, I would say, um, something even stronger or even equivalent to understanding your why, and that is your positive mindset. 
so um, important. When I give lectures, uh, Danny, I um I will say to someone, is this glass half empty or is it half full? I'm of the mindset, if you will, that I, I want to look at the world in a rose glass glass. I want to see this as half full and not half empty. She's holding up a glass yes. full of water, by yes. the way. You and can't see it, but you can hear it. <laughs> for sure. Um, so anyway, having a positive mindset, you know, regarding your health and, and your, your, your positive body image, um, you know, all is intertwined into that whole concept of your purpose, your why. Danny, I've given talks to tweens and teens, particularly um, females, mm -hmm. and there's a whole issue with, you know, what is perceived as their body image and what they compare themselves to. So that was that was pretty insightful to understand that a lot of young individuals, mm -hmm. whether they're females or males, have an issue with, with that. Oh my gosh, especially with social media the way that it is these days, mm -hmm. it's just so easily available for anybody to go and and look and see what's on the news feed, what's in the favorites, mm -hmm. what what should I be looking at, what should I be looking at, like what should I be seeing in the mirror, and right. and it's you know not it's not all realistic. <laughs> it certainly is, and, and and you know when I give these kind of talks, I always want people to look. I'll say so and so, what's the prettiest thing on, or what's what's your favorite feature of your of your body or your face? So it's all about looking at your strengths and your weaknesses, and then when you define those, then you you have faith in yourself, and, and that leads to gratitude. And gratitude is huge too. And I yes. found that because I have just really jumped more into the entrepreneurial space in the past couple of months. I keep hearing that gratitude. You've got to have gratitude. You've got to preach it. You've got to have it in your daily life. Mm -hmm. And I have found that. The more I wake up and just start thinking like, okay, I need to be more positive. What am I grateful for? Mm -hmm. My days just go by more smoothly. They're more fun. They're more enjoyable. And I think it is just, I'm starting to get that mindset shift. Yes. And it's amazing just being grateful. Even when I'm driving, I used to get so stressed out when I was driving. And so now I'm like, you know what? Maybe they're having a bad day. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. just thinking of all of the, you know, other things like, you know, I'm grateful to have a vehicle. I'm grateful right. to be getting to work. You mm -hmm. know, I'm grateful to be having coffee in my vehicle, right? Like just, there's so many smaller things that I try to be grateful for and focus back in on. And I think that's a <laughs> very, very, very powerful tool because um, recently we've incorporated that into our practice in asking our patients to, to journal on certain things, but also, you know, to write down, you know, and every day, you know, you, you can't be perfect, but to do it as often as possible. And that is to write down three things that you're grateful for. I love that. Yeah, yeah. So that's our, our purpose or our why. Um, when it comes to spirituality, um, let me define that that is that whole mind-body-spirit connection. I didn't really understand that. I thought it was kind of a hippie thing until, you know, <laughs> I moved into, you know, practicing um, my, my, you know, of course, I, I, I'm of a faith. I'm Catholic, but, um, you know, it, 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 spirituality isn't defined by your faith practice or your religious practice. It's understanding that there is a higher being um, and that, you know, there are vehicles by which we can um, come to realize that that connection, whether it's through meditation or prayer or an actual form of exercise that's calming like yoga. So when it comes to spirituality, um, you know, just just know that. Um, we are spiritual beings in a material world, and that's the bottom line there. We are spiritual beings in a material world, and sometimes that material world can be very daunting, 
but we have to, be, yeah. yeah, we have to come back into ourselves and appreciate, you know, um, how, how rich in spirit we are and how blessed we are. So that's spirituality. And, um, I, um, I really find that that connection, uh, is so very important, very important. It is. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And it, it just, it doesn't matter, you know, if you believe in God, if you don't, like whatever your faith is, whatever, you believe in something, mm -hmm. regardless of what it is, you believe in something. Mm -hmm. And so to have just something to kind of center you, I think. Is That's so a good important. way to put it. Yeah. yeah. Centering is so good to describe that uh, in another realm. So brain health. Okay. So this is tenant number two, right? Or did we skip... Well, oh, I have a different. <laughs> yeah, I've, I'm sorry, Danny. No. I've, I've re, re uh, assigned the order. Oh, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, look at look at let's let's focus on uh, number three, which would be brain Got health. It. Okay. Um, and under brain health, um, I always want to do this for myself and of course share it with patients and family and friends you gotta love your brain listen to my english and you gotta feed your brain and so what do we mean by loving your brain actually uh you know again going back to number one knowing your why and then um every day um think about wanting to learn something new um with my patients i tell them um try to focus on learning and reading ingredients on you know foods or products that you you know put in your body or on your on your skin and definitely focus on um, some toxic ingredients and you might not know what those are but um, there are some resources out there I give my patients uh, a list called the never ever list <laughs> yeah things that you would never want to know yes. what's on the never ever list it's a lot of it's a lot of words that you can't pronounce so oh, if you can't well, okay then. yeah if you can't <laughs> pronounce them or if they look very scientific then they're probably not made in nature so probably to speak and, and they probably are hormone disruptors or immune disruptors for another discussion huh danny probably, but still, yeah, yeah probably yeah um a couple of years ago i uh, i did a whole year with the institute for integrative nutrition so I wanted to um, expand my, my, my concept, my understanding of how important nutrition is in you know, everybody's day-to-day -day life and, and wellness. Um, they don't teach that in medical schools, but lately that kind of module training or rotation is being brought to medical schools that are getting to be a little oh, bit more progressive. Good. Yeah. And it's just so interesting because the more people I get to know that have been through medical school, because I have not been through medical school, I just keep hearing that you don't receive a lot of nutrition mm -hmm. education, um, which I, I just found so interesting. So yeah. to hear that it's starting to become more important, more common, I think it's, yeah. yeah, more common. I think that's huge. I think that's amazing. I bring that up to say that, you know, I did that whole year and I, I immersed myself and I, I feel so rich with knowledge to um, bring to the practice to help my patients even further. But then after that year, I wanted to involve myself in another learning process and I wanted to kind of go back and learn another language and so you know these are kind of my my focus or intentional practices that help me feed my brain and I went to a learning rx seminar given by a friend of mine who owns the uh the, the uh, franchise here in Shreveport but um she mentioned there's some things that you can do to make the the adult brain more neuroplastic more pliable because children and young adults you know that plasticity is there but when you get to have 
as many birthdays as I have, that oh. neuroplasticity, <laughs> no. you know, kind of um, needs a little bit of uh, muscle work, if you will. So um, she told me about some practices that uh, she could help me with. But what I found to be pretty interesting was peppermint. Peppermint ah. stimulates the, the learning center in the brain. I've heard that with essential oils. My mom teaches homeschool kids and she'll bring peppermint in before a test so that they all stay more focused. Right, that right. Makes sense. So there you go. <laughs> so that's how we can, you know, love our brain. But as it relates to feeding the brain, obviously, um, as we talked about earlier, Danny, we have to get to and maintain a, a healthy weight. Mm -hmm. um, we've got to hydrate the brain. Actually, the brain is about 75 to 80% water. Wow. And most of us are walking around in a dehydrated state and it can manifest with, you know, feeling a little lethargic or brain foggy or just um, feeling fatigued or, you know, I, I came into this room, but why did I come into this room? <laughs> I, let me walk back out. Maybe when I come back into this room, um, my memory will be jarred. But um, yeah, hydration is so very important. And um We'll talk a little bit more about that oh, um, yes. because that is going to have to not be all, another podcast. Yes, because <laughs> not all water is created equal. No, right? definitely not. I'll put some links in the description yeah. um, box down below if y'all are more interested in kind of the the water side of things. If you really want to understand more about the types of water that are, are I guess, better for you than, mm -hmm. than others. Yeah, we've, we've got to have yes, a separate podcast for that. For, for sure. sure. But, you know, uh, nourishing your brain with healthy fats, um, particularly, um, you know, nuts and seeds in their raw form, as well as um, the omega-3s. And I Wait, so you mean not like the cooked candy-coated ones? I don't even know where to buy those, Danny. <laughs> Disney World. <laughs> the newlywed. Yeah. Honeymoon. Um, I didn't actually have any, but they smell so good when you walk past I know, that know, right? Right. <laughs> but, you know, going back to, you know, having a treat from time to time is is is, is very doable. Mm -hmm. But making it, you know, a, a regular practice is not. And, in fact, um, you know, speaking about nutrition in the brain, um, it's what I tell my patients is um, try this, try that, you know, so crowding in the good just won't, you know, the patients won't have room for, or people won't have room for, you know, any of the quote bad yes, things. Yes. So I don't talk about don't eat that or don't do that. It's mm -hmm. all about, again, I told you I'm positive. We want to crowd in the good so there won't be room for any, I love that. any anything that might not be to the, you know, patient's best health interest. Yes. So yeah, but fish, um, extremely important as it relates to omega uh, mm. fatty acids, number three. Um, fish are not um, to be eaten if they're farm raised. I like wild caught cold fish. And of course, um, when we talk about uh, certain fish oils, and mm -hmm. we're going to talk about that when we talk about nutritional health and supplementation, but we should make sure that when we get fish oils that they're sourced from fish that are small, like your anchovies or your sardines, because that lessens the mercury contamination. And then don't get me started on the ethics of um, overfishing. Okay. So <laughs> well, I am really excited to hear about that because I'm sure I'm not the only one, but I do not eat seafood or fish. I just grew up not enjoying it, taste, texture, smell. It's just not for me. Mm -hmm. So to kind of get your thoughts on, you know, if you don't eat fish, what are the right types of fish oil and omega supplements should we be taking? So I can't wait to hear about that. Yeah. And finally, um, you know, the antioxidant laden uh, or rich uh, items like your deep dark chocolate, not milk chocolate, but deep dark chocolate. 
along with, um, you know, if you're of age, um, the red wines are uh, richer in uh, antioxidant potential than the white wines. But if y'all know me, you know, I, I, um, I enjoy vino, but, um, <laughs> you know, in moderation, of course. But uh, um, Danny, also with brain health, there's, and it's just not for brain health, but for full body health, the intermittent fasting. That is a huge, um, I don't want to call it a craze, but it is very popular at this point in time with mm -hmm. anyone who's looking to lose weight or maintain the weight that they've lost. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's a lot of really great, you know, facets to it. It, it, it. it certainly is, and we can cover that. But going um, further into our, our tenants, number four would be healthy relationships, um, personal and professional and or both. Um, it's all about... Um, just kind of taking you to the blue zones by um, Dan Buettner, who was given the um, ability through Amer uh, National Geographics to do the study on these areas across the world. I think there's seven of them, of course. Um, is that correct, Dr. Jack, seven? Seven um, zones where folks live to be centenarians into their 100s. And um, so anyway, long story, yeah, 10, not, not seven. Five. Okay, I'm getting Some, to the right number. Yeah, I think we're just trying to to, to <laughs> develop to, to develop some some of these blue zones in in the U.S. We only have one, and, and that's in Loma Linda, California. Anyway, long story short, um, those individuals, what they found was they 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 were born together, they grew up together, they supported each other, they mentored each other, they loved each other, and you've got to have your tribe. Mm -hmm. um, and so that speaks to, um, you know, people that may have the same kind of values or principles um, so that, you know, we're all on the same page and um, not in so much conflict. But it's just it's all about that human connection. Um, so, you know, this whole word tribe has been, you know, pretty, pretty pervasive in, in the, the lingo, if you will. But it really means something uh, very dear to me. So no, I um, love that. And I mean, it, it, that's very true too. That's something else that I've just heard a lot about. It was, you know, I hear about the gratitude and I hear mm -hmm. find your tribe. Mm -hmm. Like if you don't have one, go find it, you know? Right. In fact, um, I've got a new tribe. Uh, it's a group of very um, loving, no drama, you know, connecting, uplifting women. It's the polka dot powerhouse that uh, we were able to launch our chapter here in Shreveport about four months ago. And had, yeah. had a chance to invite Danny to one of our luncheons. And it's just a, a, a very diverse group of women that um, we all have, we all bring a lot to the table and we all need each other. I, I can see that just mm -hmm. from having one meeting. So mm -hmm. yeah, we'll have to talk about that another time too. Yeah. That was, it was a good time. For I feel sure. like even in a, you know, an hour and a half, there was a lot of great connections. Yeah. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah. So we're halfway there. We're on, on um, tenant number five, which is really, for me, this is my starting point in my content gathering, and that's stress and stress management. So as I posed to Danny and to a lot of folks, um, did you, and it's a question, um, did you know that stress is the leading cause of a lot of disorders and diseases? And if we can manage our stress, then obviously we can either prevent or reverse certain diseases. And stress comes in all kinds of forms, We've got, you know, obviously physical stress, mental, spiritual, emotional, 
we've got environmental, we've got financial, mm -hmm. and, and we'll talk about that <laughs> at number 10, number the 10th tenant, which is financial health, but stress is a booger bear, and, um, you know, there are things that we can do to um, mitigate stress, whether it's just, like for me right now, I'm, I'm decluttering, I'm downsizing, um, I got too much junk, y'all. <laughs> so we all. <laughs> I don't know if I've met anybody that doesn't just have too much stuff. <laughs> or, or down, or down shifting. Um, you know, when I first moved back home, people were. Um, it was. I was so humbled and honored. They wanted me to be on this board and that board. And my my mom and dad said, "Sister," because that's my other name, sister. <laughs> I love um, you can get boarded out. Now you got to pick and choose your causes um, very wisely, and because you don't want because they know me, I'm a type A personality. I'm not OCD, but I'm just type A. I just, you know, I'm a gunner. I'm 110% giver, not 100% giver, but more. So, um, you know, you have to, you know, be real. Mm -hmm. You can have an idealistic, uh, you know, appreciation, but, you know, manifesting reality, um, you know, can cut down on some of that stress. Stress, um, so it's obviously identifying what your, your stressors are, how you can, um, you know, tackle them. And then um, another thing under the stress management piece is called self-care. And self-care mm -hmm. can come from a standpoint of, you know, quarterly detoxing your body and your environment. Oh my God, there, there's, there are so many noxious agents in our environment, whether it's in our home or office, our vehicle, you know, outside in, in nature, but we just do the best that we can with the environmental piece. But self-care can also encompass, you know, the laying on healing hands, whether it's, you know, getting a manicure, someone taking care of you, or a reflexology session, um, massage, mm. getting your hair done. You see these grays, I need a little help here. <laughs> but anyway, long story short, the healing hand is, is so very vital. So those are just some ways in which, um, you know, we can manage stress. I was at a conference and it brought to mind the fact that I do tell my patients that you can take a nap. A power nap is, is wonderful. Now, beyond 20 to 30 minutes, then you get yourself into another sleep cycle and that can be pretty um, injurious to your, your whole um, body. So, you know, I'm short naps. Yes. Like if I do nap, it might be once every six months and you know, I'm just just down, down for the count if uh -huh. I need a nap, but I, just, I don't know. I'm not, I feel like I'm going to take a nap. I need to go to bed. Like if I'm that tired, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I guess for different people, you can appreciate, you know, whether or not that concept of, um, stress management with a nap really falls It totally into, does. Yeah. It to really your, works. To I mean, your... my husband, he could nap all day and he's just fine. But for yeah. me, if I nap, I'm kind of like, I wake up groggy. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I've missed half my day. Yeah. I don't know what's going on anymore. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, <laughs> But I have a quick question for you on the stress and stress management. And I think I already know the answer, but I'm just curious. Can you ever be stress-free or is this something that you have to constantly work on for the rest of your life? Well, there's no such thing as being stress-free, but there, there are <laughs> intensities of stress. Okay. Uh, although I've had some patients rate their stress like, you know, on a scale of zero, one, two, and three at one. So, but I don't think I've ever seen a zero. I think stress is not all bad. I mean, stress no. is what allows us to get out of a burning house or to lift a, you know, a two ton vehicle off of a victim 
or you know it allows us to perform when we're trying to you know beat our our race time mm -hmm, so true. so you know stress does get a lot of negative connotations but um in actuality you know stress can be good it can, i totally agree mm -hmm. and i would not have said that a year ago but after all of like after separating from the military and then mm -hmm. moving into my own you know practice with coaching and fitness and nutrition and social media content creation and planning mm -hmm. a wedding all of that was good stress but it was still a stress and I didn't think for some reason I thought transitioning I was going to not have any stress because I was doing what I loved and I really enjoyed oh no the stress was still there it mm -hmm. didn't leave it just it just shifted from a negative stress to a positive stress but it was still there it was yeah. so creepy well thanks for that question and I hope that was pretty enlightening for you all out there but uh, yeah that's stress that's stress. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, yeah. So number seven would be, um, as it relates to our 10 tenets, um, gut and nutritional health. And um, what I, I typically practice and, and share with those that I care about, patients, family, friends, would be, you know, incorporating, um, you know, a diet lifestyle choice not a diet but because mm -hmm. there are some good points to certain diets that are pretty popular nowadays but um, when it comes to dietary lifestyle choices we're speaking uh, Danny and I of a plant strong uh, type of diet not vegetarian not vegan but making sure you get those seven to eight servings of vegetables and fruits in your diet on a day-to-day -day basis um, you know the 80% rule where back in the day when we were growing up we were told oh okay you've got to eat you've got to finish everything on your plate but now mm -hmm. the focus really should be you know making sure that you nourish your body but don't get bloated and full so therefore stop at that 80% satiety you know feeling that you're full that's our fancy word for full satiety mm -hmm. and I used to tell my clients when they first start off, because I like to do about one to two weeks with a client where they just simply track what they eat and not worry about changing anything. Mm -hmm. I used to say, eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full. And now I've changed yeah. that wording to eat when you're hungry, stop when you're not hungry, instead of stop when you're full. Yes. Um, that way they can say, oh, you know what? I'm actually, I'm feeling satisfied. Mm -hmm. and I'm not, I don't need to take another bite because I'm going to be overly stuffed and I'll be uncomfortable kind of thinking forward of that the aftermath there you go yeah. and when I've given lectures or you know um, many years ago you know I had a women's issue talk show and we talked in this realm on, on nutritional health um, the fact that eating seasonal fresh you know you can get fresh vegetables but I mean if it's a vegetable that's out of season then you know it was grown you know thousands of miles away and it was brought in and so how good is that you know we want to definitely focus on eating local so therefore seasonal yes. fresh you know alkaline uh detoxifying superfoods so that's that's my definition mm, that sounds of, also good. I, know, I know right <laughs> oh my goodness and of course you know some people um have their meals uh, scheduled, you know, three throughout the day with two healthy snacks interposed. Mm -hmm. Some folks um, have learned to eat, you know, four to six small meals throughout the day, usually two to three hours uh, separated in time. Um, it's so very important to keep that blood uh, glucose and insulin level kind of at a um, constant, constant yeah. steady state instead of that roller coaster ride. Mm -hmm. So those are things that, you know, you all should consider uh, doing. Uh, when it comes to um, obviously setting the stage for nutrition 
once again, I'm going to go back to that water. And one should really take in half their body weight in ounces as a minimum. As I mentioned, most of us are walking around a little dehydrated. Um, when Danny um, allows me to come back and speak with you, we're going to definitely speak about the different waters. We might even have a, a video showing you know, something visual that will really yes. imprint into your brain. So that's, again, loving your brain because it's information. Right. And I have a quick question about the water because I get this question mm -hmm. a lot from my clients is how much water should I drink throughout the day? Now, you said half your body weight in water. Now, is that your no, body weight in pounds or kilograms? In pounds. Okay. So mm -hmm. if I weigh 125 pounds, then I should drink about 62 and a half. 62 and a half. Mm-hmm. And, the, of water and then if you're engaged in an activity where you're perspiring or actually sweating, maybe another um, eight to 16 ounces. Okay. Mm -hmm. And when you say engaging in activity, does that, does that mean like 30 minutes of walking a day? Or if I'm in the gym for two hours lifting heavy weights, does that make another difference? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the more you exercise, the more water you mm -hmm. should drink. Yeah, and not power <laughs> drinks, but water. Mm -hmm. um, we've covered the fact that, you know, um, there are different, methodologies to uh, scheduling your meals throughout the day. Um, we talked about what the content of the foods that you're eating should be as it relates to being plant strong. Um, we should also say, and I say this to my audience, and that is um, no matter how diligent we are about the macronutrients that we choose. We can't get in all of our nutrient value from our food groups because our soils have been so very overfarmed. Therefore, it would behoove one to incorporate clean quality, what we would consider food grade nutrient dense supplements. And I have a mainstay of about three. One would be a good multivitamin mineral complex. Sometimes you have to get those individually. Um, but again, when you look at a, a multivitamin, mineral complex, you want to get one where the ingredients or the, the elements in those uh, products are optimal, at optimal levels, not RDA levels. Yes. Recommended, yes. <laughs> yes. Recommended daily allowance. Uh, it's just fairy dusting, really. It's just enough uh, of the substance in the vitamin to keep one from developing what we would consider the nutritional deficiency diseases, which typically we don't see in our, you know, industrialized world, things like pellagra, which is a vitamin A deficiency or scurvy, vitamin C deficiency or um, rickets, which is a vitamin D deficiency. And we're seeing, oh, that's another podcast that we oh, can goodness. have on vitamin D. We've we, got like four more yes, topics. Yes, <laughs> I know. Oh no, my gosh. But yes. I love, I'm like, you're singing to my heart right now because that is not, I don't talk about that as much with like supplements, but with the RDA and things like your macronutrients, your fats, your carbs, your protein. Oh my mm -hmm. goodness. So much with protein. Most of the clients that I work with and the people that come into me are probably eating around that RDA, RDA level, which mm -hmm. is only about half of what is really optimal mm -hmm. not recommended, but optimal. Mm -hmm. um, so really everyone should be taking in, and this is research space about two to three times their RDA for protein. Um, any more than that is not optimal. It's not right. doing much extra for you, but right. um, I'm learning consider, something. Yeah, yeah, consider consider looking at your protein intake, and right. if it's if if it's you know around 30, 40, 50 grams a day, you might want to consider increasing that. Okay, thank you, Danny. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so you see, we're we're part of the tribe, and we're learning from each other, and we're sharing this information with you all. The other thing, um, you know, I mentioned that I have about three mainstays as it relates to. Um, 
supplements. Um, the other would be, and we've kind of touched on it a little bit, the omega-3s in the form of, you know, quality, um, you know, fish oils. Mm -hmm. And if you're vegan or vegetarian or have a, you know, a fish um, sensitivity, whether it's by taste or by reaction, you know, there are some um, alternatives uh, to the fish oil that will give you your correct form of your omega-3, 6, and 9. Uh, and finally, vitamin D, big deal. Vitamin D has really been relegated from being just a simple vitamin that we think about and getting it from dairy or, or being outside. Yes, you do get it from ultraviolet light exposure, but vitamin D is now considered a pro-hormone. So the preface word pro just means that it's a precursor, like it's the early beginnings of a hormone. And there have been shown um, uh, clinical um, research to show that vitamin D deficiency uh, can be a risk factor in women for breast cancer, for men, um, prostate cancer, and for both genders, colon cancer. So to not be vitamin D deficient or insufficient speaks to decreasing those risks. And there's a strong correlation of being vitamin D sufficient mm -hmm. and weight loss. Oh, mm -hmm. how about that? So mm -hmm. what would you suggest other than a supplement? Like, I mean, I think the first thing that comes to mind for me is milk. Mm -hmm. What else would you recommend that, you know, if somebody thinks they have a vitamin D deficiency, where should they go? What well, should they take in? Definitely you're going to get some vitamin D in, in some of your um, uh, vegetables with color. You're going to get it with some of your nuts. You're going to also get uh, vitamin D from some of your wild-caught fish. Um, but just, you know, tempering your exposure to the outside uh, world, meaning getting your ultraviolet light exposure. Um, I think we've been so programmed to guard against sun exposure because of the risk of sunburn and definitely sun, um, you know, sun-related skin cancers. But um, a little bit of sun does the vitamin D uh, conversion in our skin to the, the more active uh, vitamin D3. So okay. certain foods and certain quality time outside, because in our society, most of us are in a stale environment, you know, inside of an office space where the lighting is artificial, like, you know, your incandescent and ultra, I mean, and fluorescent mm -hmm. lights. So, and then there are some good supplements, but again, not all supplements are created equal. And right. most vitamin D um, that's out there that people aren't aware of that's synthetic and the body doesn't know how to utilize that. Mm -hmm. Even oh, some gosh. of the prescriptive vitamin Ds where you're on like 50,000 international units. So um, that's where someone like yourself or me, Dr. Pendleton here, we can guide you. We can be your advocates. We can be your resources. And I don't have all the answers. And if I don't have the answer that day, I certainly tell the individual patient, friend, whoever, that I'll make it my business to get that information and report back to you. I mean, that's just the questions when I find that when clients ask more questions, it forces me to go learn more. Yeah. You know? I think it's brilliant. So. Loving your brain. Mm -hmm. All right. I encourage lots of questions. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're on the home stretch. Um, the next, the eighth tenant would be body movement. And as I tell a lot of my patients, that's my tag word for exercise, <laughs> which we have found that the um, great majority of adults don't exercise only about a third uh, of adults, males and females are active in some form of, or fashion. And, um, you know, I'm not a trained trainer or, you know, a certified trainer, but I, I do have some good concepts of body movement or exercise in that um, I educate my patients and do it myself. I believe in three forms of exercise, uh, cardiovascular, something to get your heart rate up, 
Um, so very important for perfusion of all tissues and organs and glands and just carrying oxygen and all those wonderful mediators that keep us healthy. All right, I'm going far. Okay, the, the second form of exercise would be uh, weight-bearing, weight-resistant. Mm -hmm. When you engage in um, that kind of exercise, you are stimulating um, muscle formation, obviously muscle formation and bone formation so that we can, you know, with the muscle mass, we can burn calories, we can um, have correct posture, we can also stimulate um, bone formation so we won't have that dreaded osteoporosis or pathologic bone loss that we sometimes see in uh, more senior adults, but we're seeing um, a great trend in osteoporosis bone loss in young adults who partake of a lot of carbonated um, beverages whereby the body will hold on to the phosphorus oh, and will scary. yeah and will leach out or or will give up the the calcium so and calcium is a main um, constituent in in bone turnover or bone growth so scary um, scary the things that are just considered so normal and day-to-day -day in our society that could be very detrimental in the long mm -hmm. run yeah so what's your take on exercise my take on exercise. I do practice all three of those mm -hmm. uh, components. I am a bodybuilder, mm -hmm. um, so I compete in the bikini bodybuilding um, NPC division, and I love it. I've I've always been I've always been an active individual. Mm -hmm. I've done everything from uh, gymnastics to track and field, cross country. I played rugby in college. Um, so <laughs> whether it was lifting weights or just crashing into other human beings and throwing them to the ground or just, you know, being landed on because <laughs> that's the rugby world. You know, I've been used to, I've always had some, gosh, look at my grammar. I've been used to, what is that? <laughs> that's my Southern raising. No, I'm just kidding. No, I love, I love bodybuilding. I love resistance style training. I do think that you should have a combination of cardiovascular endurance as well as resistance training. And then I think that kind of the, the slower paced um, stretching, whether it's a dynamic stretching or that yoga aspect, whatever works for you, I think that brings back, brings us back to that stress component and that mm -hmm. stress relief component that is just so incredibly important. I think all those different facets assist with a lot of the other kind of tenants that we've talked about today, but yes. that's a lot of the clients that I work with will constantly be on the treadmill or they yes. like they just they're afraid to leave the cardio room and it just brings me so much joy to get them on a machine and teach them how to use it it's not that they don't want to it's that they've just they they've never been introduced to the mm -hmm. machine they've never been introduced to weightlifting or the only people they've ever seen in the gym are really big macho dudes that mm -hmm. just they're intimidating mm -hmm. so um, I love just bringing in different aspects of different types of fitness to other people's lives. And then when I see them in the gym on their own, it makes my heart smile because I know go. that they've taken what they've learned and been empowered to go do it on their own. I appreciate your comment on that. And yes, that third um, form of exercise you touched on, it's something calming, you know, like your um, stretching or your yoga or Pilates in their, you know, restorative forms because those practices can be kind of Mm -hmm. kind of high energy as well but they can um, be yeah. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that's um that's the whole the whole fact on um body movement i.e exercise um the ninth um tenant would be hormone balance and this is kind of my um the crux of our, our practice um i prefaced in our conversation earlier that a lot of folks whether they're lay folks lay people or colleagues of ours have a an understanding 
this is their understanding that hormones only affect our secondary sexual organs. In women, that would be the breast, the ovaries, the uterus. In gentlemen, it would be, you know, the testes. Well, that's a short-sighted or myopic understanding of the, the function and the importance of um, the sex hormones uh, or any hormone really. Um, so hormones really affect every system in the body, whether we're talking our central nervous system for our mood, memory, concentration, our sleep centers are there, our mood centers are in our brain, whether we're speaking about our cardiovascular system with heart disease being the number one cause of sickness and death in both men and women, not breast cancer ladies, but heart disease. Um, Obviously, hormones speak to the health of our skin, hair, and nails, our musculoskeletal system, our gastrointestinal system, our, our good gut biome, um, our genital urinary system, which would include your kidneys and your, your bladder. Um, so to just relegate the hormones to only have an effect on our sexuality is uh, pretty short-sighted. So um, I definitely... Uh, and, and very evidence-based in how I work up um, the patient from a standpoint of laboratory. And then if there is an imbalance or um, a deficit, we, uh, I will then educate the patient on the use of bioidentical hormone replacement therapy and not the synthetic uh, artificial you know, uh, hormones that some come from the urine of pregnant mares. How gross is that? <laughs> You didn't know I was going to say that. Nope, I didn't. <laughs> mm -hmm. Hello. So, yes, um, I'm a big advocate for um, hormone health. Um, and hormones, you know, can affect acute symptoms like those hot flashes or night sweats or when we talk about sexuality, um, you know, or libido or vaginal dryness. I'm being real because I have to be real. But, I like it. Be real, be yes, wrong. Yes. Get it all out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But hormones, so people will say, well, how long do I need to stay on these hormones once my symptoms have been, you know, abated? Um, then I'll indicate to that individual, well, you know, unless your body is going to, you know, transform back to the pre-menopausal or the pre-andropausal man, um, you know, you're going to need to be supported because these hormones also affect and decrease the risk of a lot of what we would consider the degenerative diseases of aging, like Alzheimer's disease, osteoporosis, heart disease, cancers, and all of the pauses, thyroid, adrenal. So yeah, that's another podcast. I, it absolutely is. Uh, we could probably talk about hormone balance all day. <laughs> For sure. It's just such a huge topic and it does affect almost everybody in one way or another. It does. It does. Mm -hmm. And the final topic um, as it relates to the 10 tenets is tenant number 10, which is financial health. Um, financial health, I think in, in our capitalistic kind of world that we live in in the U.S., you know, I think the great majority of us have some kind of debt. So mm -hmm. having a vision board or a, an understanding of where you want to be in one, three, five, maybe 10, 20 years down the, the, the line, depending on how young or how seasoned you are in age, you know, we want to certainly uh, focus on getting debt free. Um, and from financial health, as I mentioned earlier, it can lead to, you know, sleep fitness and stress management and, um, you know, healthy brain and understanding your why and your gut health is better because sometimes stress manifests in your gut. So you see how everything is so interrelated. It is. Mm -hmm. it, every single one, it's all connected. I feel like for me, most of them kind of come back to stress. Oh, yeah. But that's just kind of 
I don't know. That's every one I think about. I've always I see like a new situation that kind of just brings it back, which then leads me to remember like that for me is probably my most important tenant because when I keep the stress levels down, everything else kind of smooths down a little bit. I think a little bit clearer. My brain health is better. My sleep is better. And it's uh, it's a domino effect. <laughs> oh, it certainly is. And for you younger folks out there, um, you know, just putting away a savings, you know, once a week or once a month or what have you, maybe one less Starbucks or sorry, Starbucks, but yeah, or, you know, one, one less yeah, little indulgence, but, um, you know, just keep it real, have some balance. And, you know, of course you got to treat yourself because that's yeah. just part of life. It right? is. It mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Well, Dr. Karen, I have a couple last questions for sure. you, but first I just want to thank you for taking the time to discuss your 10 tenants with us. And I love that you call them pearls because not, you guys can't see this, but I have pearls on. I'm a pearl girl. So <laughs> I love that you call them your 10 pearls. Um, but it's just been really enlightening. And I know I've talked about all of these concepts with you several times before and just I learn something more every single time and so I think I could go back and listen to this podcast again and still continue learning so I'm gonna have to do that thank you <laughs> so much for inviting me and I I always want to bring value to whoever I speak to because like I said you know part of my why or you know my function in life is you know I've been loved all my life and I've um, education was really really stressed in my family for my brother my younger brother and myself I'm the oldest and I, I'll never forget what my parents would say tell us and that is Karen and Scott you know with your education no one can take that away from you so learn all that you can so I'm learning I'm constantly learning and I'm like you know I just want to I'm great I'm grateful because I was given that opportunity for this education that I have and so what am I going to do but pass it on absolutely oh I love that Okay, so where can everybody find you if they want to know more information about you and Dr. Jack and Paradox? So you can, if you if you live in this region, you can come on over to Shreveport, Louisiana, and if you're in Shreveport, Bossier, then you can come on to Line Avenue, 6030 Line Avenue. Um, you can reach me um, through our website. Um, www.paradoxonline.com. P A I R O D O C S O-N-L-I-N-E.com. So it's paradoxonline.com. Um, the office number is, um, we've got this area code in Louisiana, 318. Mm -hmm. And of course, the number is very simple, 550-0050. Again, 318-550-0050. Awesome. And I, can I have a, can I share an email? Yes, share an email and we'll put this information in, um, in the show notes too. Okay. Well, we'll just let that happen because it sounds like you might have another question. I do have a couple more questions for you, but no, the contact information is great. Um, mm -hmm. if you have Instagram and Facebook, yes. we'll put that in the show notes okay. as well. Sure. Um, so speaking of how can they find you, like who is your ideal client? Who do you, who do you see coming into your office? Who do you enjoy working with the most? I love everybody. Oh, so anybody <laughs> that walks through the door, you're an ideal client. <laughs> but um, what I ha have seen in the last 21 years is that um, my my avatar patient would be um, a female, ages you know 30 to 65. Um, typically, if they have a significant other and that significant other is male, then um, once we get them 
squared away, their male counterpart wants to get to be my patient. So oh, yeah, so it's a it's, trickle effect. Yeah, it's a trickle effect. The cutest little uh, referral that I had was I had a patient, a young lady, and then she asked me, Dr. Karen, do you see men? I'm like, of course I do. But of course the greater population of my patients are female. Um, well, and I thought she was going to ask me about her husband. She says, well, can you see my daddy? Because he's so sick and I oh. want him to live forever. Oh, my God. That's so cute. So I've had husbands and wives. I've had mother-daughters. I've had a daughter um, and father. And then I had a mother-son. Oh, okay. So there's mm -hmm. lots of different combinations. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Which also um, kind of leads me into my next question is, what is the most powerful um I guess experience you've had with the client as far as empowering them and really changing their life and their mindset with all of your 10 tenants. Well, I thank you for asking that. That brings to mind someone that uh, was referred to me by um, a fellow patient. And this gentleman came in um, to the office, um, young man, um, you know, and his, I, of course I'm young cause, but he was younger than I and he's in his fifties, early fifties, but he was a gentleman that had had a, diagnosis of diabetes for years and recently um, put on insulin and his endocrinologist was working with his insulin dose. He was on four doses of insulin, two oral medications to also help to ma manage his blood sugar uh, elevations. He was also on a drug to control his cholesterol levels. He had just gotten married and his why was he wanted to be present and vital and alive physically alive for his new bride. And so within a year, working with us, I see my patients 20, you know, as often as I need to, but typically in office once a month, but um, they have access to me 24 seven. But within a year, that gentleman lost 101 pounds. Within oh, six months, goodness. he was off of all of his medications as it related to his diabetes and his, what we call hypercholesterolemia, high cholesterol. and he, um, after a year, was ready to engage in formal uh, exercise training. So I didn't know you then because you weren't even in Shreveport. That's true. But, um, <laughs> That's so I connected though. him to a personal trainer oh, that he went great. to see twice a week. And um, he's still maintaining um, that weight oh, and that health. Wow, and mm -hmm. he still he still lives in Shreveport. Is he, he still does. a client? Or he is. He is. Oh, that's so cool. And the most sincere form of flattery was that he referred his nephew to me. Oh, mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. And see, when good people do good things for others, it pays back in a tenfold. It does. But I, I also want to say, well, that's my most impacting, most current, um, if you will, testimonial. But um, we are responsible for a couple of babies because we address some infertility <laughs> issues. That's and amazing. I've saved Put that on your resume. <laughs> and I've saved a couple of marriages because of oh. the the hormonal sexuality link. Oh gosh, that's just that's also amazing to just feel like you've been a part of someone's life in that way. That's so impactful. It's huge. Oh, I I count my blessings, and I'm just a I'm just a vehicle for. For that to happen. Oh, I love that. I love that. I'm going to have to hear more of these stories and maybe mm -hmm. see if some of those clients want to be um, interviewed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be so cool to then kind of hear their story. Um, but for another time. So I guess my last question for you today is if somebody walked into your office and said, I have 60 seconds, I'm just not in a good place, what 
would you tell them to to transform their life immediately? What could they take action on immediately? They could take action on coming and sitting with me and uh, letting me just kind of see who they are without, you know, maybe doing formal paperwork. Um, and then just kind of um, coming up with their why and understanding what they're, what would make them happy. Okay. So like in, in a quick 60 seconds, mm -hmm. they, you would say, Hey, why don't we schedule another time and, and, yeah. and, and let's, let's find your why. So I guess the takeaway would be, okay, I need to figure out what my purpose is and why I'm here. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And that's, and then I would say, first tenant, huh? yeah. And then I would <laughs> say to them, um, do you accept hugs? Oh, I and love if they, because you know, you, you have to watch about people's you yeah. know, space because I don't yeah. like to be too overbearing, but I am a hugger. I love that. Ask for permission to give a hug. Mm -hmm. That's that's perfect. All right, well, we're gonna end on that. We're gonna have a hug. You guys can't see it, but <laughs> just know it's happening. And and ask the next time you see somebody that maybe looks like they are having a rough day, maybe ask them if they need a hug. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it works wonders. Awesome. Well, Dr. Karen, thank you so much. I love this conversation. I'm so excited to share it um, with the rest of the world, as many people as we can reach. Um, so everybody listening, if you enjoyed this episode, if you felt that you learned something and you felt empowered by it, please um, leave us a comment. Um, you'll find a post on my Instagram um, about this podcast. So leave us a comment there and please share it, whether it's on SoundCloud or iTunes. Hopefully it'll be up there by by the time I get this one and on Anchor, um, please share it with everyone that you know if you feel like somebody else would benefit from hearing this. Other than that, y'all have an amazing day and we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for spending time with me today and listening to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. If you felt empowered to make a change in your life and take the next step on your health and fitness journey, then please do me a favor and take a moment to share this episode with a friend who needs to hear this message. This podcast is available on Anchor, which shares to Pocket Cast and Google Play, as well as on SoundCloud. Also, if you know of someone, perhaps a friend or family member that has been through a huge struggle in their fitness and health journey and they have overcome that struggle, please pass them on to me. I would love to hear about their journey and share it with the rest of the world. Until next time, cheers to your next leap of strength. Don't you see